The following podcast is the audio version of a previously broadcasted program. It may contain words and expression which might require watching. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We also welcome your comments, your suggestions, and yes, your criticism. For details on our broadcast, please visit sluza.com. That's S-L-O-O-Z-A-R.com. That's Sluza.com. The podcast begins next. Welcome to Sluza, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchenne. Today is Saturday, April 17, 2021. There are many events going on around the world today, but we focus our attention in one particular area right here in the United States of America law enforcement, the justice system. Sometimes I ask the question as to what exactly is the role of law enforcement in a country. As I will show you here in the United States of America, the past few days in particular, it's been pretty obvious that we have news of individuals who have lost their lives to law enforcement versus crime versus gangs. Yes, usually you expect areas where there are problems, violence, fight, drugs. You expect crimes to be rampant. But the past few weeks here in the United States, there are two major aspects of what has caused or cost the lives of people. Mass shooting and police officers. Both of those issues can be easily resolved. And yet, time and again, we as a country, we find ourselves in the predicament where everyone talks about the problem Everyone philosophize about the problem, and yet the individuals who are in position to solve those problems, to provide a solution to those problems, they either don't care, or they want things exactly the way things are. Now, in order to make certain it stays that way, the pundit, the expert always talk about politics as if it is politics that people are getting killed and the individual, the legislators, decide to do nothing about it. So we'll take a look at a few examples today and try to figure out how do we as the people bring our power to solve the problem. In just a moment. 
You are on Sluza. This is Sluza, the place for common sense. Welcome to Sluza. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Welcome once again to Sluza, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchenne. If you joined us before, we do thank you for helping make this journey somewhat more bearable. If you join us for the first time, let me introduce you to this program, created two years ago with one single objective, to perfect the union. We discuss mostly social, political issues. We don't discuss topics that uh, to make you feel better or to say things that would please you. Most of the time, what we discuss here in this program are issues long-lasting that have long-lasting effect in this society and in future one. And today we are going to talk about something that has plagued the nation since its, uh, its foundation, since its existence. For those of you who are, may not even be versed in history, we all know that the United States of America was founded on the back of black slavery. Now, most countries in the world, especially countries that have colonized other countries, they have dark paths. They have done things that later on, future generations found despicable, inhuman, unacceptable. Uh, UK, for instance, was one such country that was involved also in slave trade. But very early on, UK at least those in 
who control the lever of the government recognize that they have done inhuman, despicable things, and they set out to remedy the situation. It hasn't been perfect, but at least they took the step to do so. Here in the United States, not only blacks were used to elevate whites, they're doing well for themselves. Their ancestors, white today, that sometimes sneer at blacks, oblivious that their ancestors not only were monsters torturing blacks, but also made a fortune out of slavery. In other words, even if it happened hundreds of years ago, no white individual can wash his or her hand and pretend that he or she has nothing to do with the plight of blacks in America. It's impossible for any white, any logical individual who is white in the country to simply say, I have nothing to do with the plight of blacks in the country. Again, as I mentioned, you may not even care about who your ancestors are, but if you were to take some time to research that, you will find out that, yes, your ancestors were slave masters, they made a fortune out of slavery, not only torturing blacks, making, becoming very important individual in the country, but they committed also a lot of crimes. I didn't mention that to make you, as a white person, feel guilty, although it's pretty obvious that most people who are descendant of slave masters don't feel that way. They feel comfortable with the predicament that their ancestors enslaved blacks, tortured blacks, killed blacks, and they continue the process up to today. As I mentioned in the opening, the past few weeks, there are two major aspects of what has caused the lives of individuals in the United States of America. That's across the country. Mass shooting and law enforcement killing civilians. If you pause for just a moment, if you are an individual who has any sense of logic, who if you are an individual who has any decency, that has to trouble you. Now, we do not condone violence or crime, but if something were to happen, crime committed uh, in those aspects, you would understand that. Because you know usually when there is violence, when there is fight between gangs, between uh, different faction of people on the street that are selling drugs or taking drugs, there is a pretty high likelihood that there is going to be crime. 
Again, that's not because we're condoning it, but it's understandable. I just said that the past few weeks, the major casualties that cost took the lives of individuals in the United States of America were caused by mass shooting in cops. Mass shooting, we sometimes attribute that to people who have some mental issues, to crazy people, to people who have some sort of grievances, such as, for instance, we heard, uh, we uh, uh, learned a few days ago, an individual who, was, who lost his job at FedEx went into a rampage and shooting, I believe, six or eight people lost their life. We are not condoning that. But we can see the, the we can understand how that happened. People with some grievances, whether it's justified or not, that's not what we're talking about, but we can see where that went wrong. An individual who lost his job, and he may have thought that it was unfair, he was unfairly treated, and for that reason, he went into a rampage killing individual, other people. But in every country, you expect the people you call law enforcement officers, the people we call here cops, we expect those people to prevent those kind of things from happening, and we expect those people not to get into the killing of civilians. And yet, time after time after time after time, that's exactly what we see in the United States of America. Don't go anywhere. We will show you that in all the developed countries, in all the democratic countries, the United States of America is the, the only, the only country that has been number one, accepting that the people who are supposed to protect the civilians are the one killing the civilian. We're going to show you, and by a very large margin, we're going to show you in all the civilized countries, in all the democratic countries, the United States of America is the only country. We always take pride in being number one, the greatest country in the world. The past four years has taught us a lot of things about using that expression because it's a joke. No matter which aspect of how things are done in the United States of America, saying the United States of America is the greatest country in the world, not only it's a joke, the world laughs 
and it becomes a mockery. The United States is the greatest country in the world, killing the civilian. That's the number one country that kills civilian. The number one country that put civilian to death. The greatest country in the world. Stop repeating that nonsense because it's a nonsense. Just because the United States of America offers financial opportunities to people doesn't make it anymore the greatest country in the world. Because every aspect that would make a country a great country, such as level of morality, such as treating their citizens properly, such as making sure that they're comfortable, they're not fear for their lives when they're on the street. None of that exists in America. So no, America is not the greatest country in the world. It is a joke to say that. Now, in addition to that, I'm going to show you that there are more jokes. It looks like Americans are becoming comedians. They have more jokes than reality. The United States of America is the only country, the only civilized country in the world that makes it acceptable for police officers to kill civilians and get away with it. The only country, civilized country, that let that happen. Now think about that for the greatest country in the world. The only country in a civilized world that makes it acceptable for police officers to kill civilian and at that unarmed civilian and get away with it. The only country. But it's the greatest country in the world. What a joke. The greatest country in the world promoting law enforcement, killing civilian and being okay with that. You are much too familiar with this mantra that you see across the nation. Every car of police uh, in every county, every city, every state in the United States of America has that mantra to serve and protect. Every single one of them. You cannot spot a police car anywhere in America and not see that mantra on the body of the car, all over the place, in the front, in the back, on the side, to serve and protect. And yet, most police officers are nothing other than criminals carrying a badge and having license to murder people. 
and I don't mean a few bad apple. Most police officers, you have a handful of those people who want to do the right thing, but most police officers are criminals carrying a badge, having a license to murder. This is a video of police officers trying to dispel a crowd and see their action and tell me whether they're there to serve and protect. Whether you're watching sin of police officer doing things to serve and protect. Police officers, most police officers across the United States of America are criminals carrying a badge and being given a license to murder people. Now, if you watch this program before, you're most likely familiar with me telling you about the fact that this type of behavior by police officers in the United States of America would not be possible if, if, see any of those scenes that we have police officers that you can say their job is to serve and protect? Have you seen anything in front of you? Those are not isolated cases. Those are action by police officers across the United States of America. Did you notice any of those actions taken by the pol those police officers that tell you that their job is to serve and protect. Did you see any of that? Most police officers in the United States of America are criminals. They gave a badge and a license to murder civilians. Most police officers are. There is just a handful of those people who took who take the job seriously and decide to do what's right. Unfortunately, it's just a few of those people. If you listen to individual in the news, you would think there are just a few bad apples. That's what they always say, a few bad apples. And yet, for the past decade, we have unlimited number of examples of police officers in the United States of America doing the wrong things. That's why I keep asking myself the question, how many people in the police force do we have to have to consider it's most of them, not a few bad apples? I'll repeat it again, most police officers 
are criminals with badges, and they're given a license to murder civilians. What you are watching is an image of Derek Chauvin, a former police officer in Minnesota, who executed publicly an unarmed civilian, George Floyd, by leaning on his neck until he expired. And they have the audacity, they have the, the, they have no shame to pretend that their job is to serve and protect. Now, after you've seen that, you probably may think, my beef showing you that and talking about that is with the police officers. Now, they're not children. They know what they're doing. So, of course, they bear responsibility for their crime. So, you can, we, cannot con, we cannot excuse them because, well, they gave them a mandate to kill civilians. So we cannot excuse them for the action that we just showed you. But as I propose, we will get to the detail of why in America, for many decades now, we have police officers not out there to protect the civilian, but to murder them. And they have been doing just that. So the question is, why is it that that continues up to today? And this is what we are going to try to figure out in terms of After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Once again, welcome to Slusa, the place for common sense. We are talking about a problem that has plagued America for a very long time. Law enforcement, 
are criminals with badges, most of them. And we mentioned earlier that America, the United States of America, is the only country in the civilized world, the only democratic country that has made it acceptable for law enforcement to kill civilians and get away with it. The only country by a very huge margin. We're not talking about a small percentage. And here in the United States, politicians, even civilians, like to think the United States of America is the greatest country in the world with immorality, with no regard for human lives. We present you a case of the individual Laquan McDonald. In 2014, Laquan McDonald was gunned down, literally, and we will show you the video in just a moment, was literally gunned down by Jason Van Dyke, a former police officer. But what we will show you is not just the fact that he killed a civilian, an unarmed civilian, point blank, close range, just a few feet apart, in a matter of 15 seconds, Jason Van Dyke shot Laquan McDonald 16 times. You heard correctly. They were just a few feet apart. Laquan McDonald was just 17 years old when he was gunned down by that guy, that criminal. They gave a badge and they gave a license to kill. So when I mentioned to you that police officers are criminal with badges, it's not because I'm an angry black man that's saying that. Every single example that we have of police officer interacting with a black individual, they always prove to be criminal. There is not a single example of a police officer showing any different type of behavior but that of a criminal that has a badge. Jason Van Dyke gunned down, as you will see in that video that's playing in front of you, we will show you that video up close shortly, but if you're paying attention, Laquan McDonald is moving away from the police car. And the image you're currently looking at are the 16 entries of the bullets fired by Jason Van Dyke in a matter of 15 seconds into the body of an unarmed teenager walking away from him. Those individuals that did those things, those are not second-degree murder. Those are individuals who set out to kill another individual. And here in the United States of America, it has been permissible, it has been accepted, 
that police officer can kill with impunity and has have no price to pay for it. But I'll show you even more importantly, not just what you saw, but what happened afterward. As I mentioned, when Ma Laquan McDonald was executed by Jason Van Dyke, he was just 17 years old. He was walking away from him. You will see in the up-close video that Jason Van Dyke got off of the police car. The first thing that he did, he pulled his gun and unload the gun into the body of the teenager. There was no conversation whatsoever. We're not here to rehash the story, but to make a very important point and to suggest what ought to happen in America. Because this predicament that the country is in is not something that began yesterday or that has been around for just a couple of days or a couple of weeks. This is a predicament that has been embedded into the DNA of America. But most importantly, we will try our best to make certain you understand not only the fact that the police officers, they are responsible for their action, but the people who could have put an end to that predicament, they all decided they okay with it. To serve and protect. It would be the funniest joke if it weren't that tragic. To serve and protect. That's a joke. We'll be After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you just join us, we are talking about police officers being criminals who are given badges and the license to murder civilians. We state in this program that 
most police officers are criminal with badges. And we don't mean that lightly. We know that there are a handful of police officers who wants to do what's right. But most police officers in America are criminals with badges and the license to murder. As we begun to show you those video, various times, various years, those are not isolated cases that, as we mentioned, that of police officers literally murdering civilians, and most of the time, unarmed civilians. According to STAT, 85%, 85% of individuals executed by police officers were unarmed. 85%. Yes, most police officers are criminals with badges. And our society condones it and that's the reason they continue in that path. So we will show you the conclusion of what happened in Laquan McDonald execution by Jason Van Dyke. That will help us understand why this predicament is still a problem in America. Why do police officers continue to gun down on armed civilian and get away with it? After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you just join us, my name is Mike Duchenne, and we are talking about police officers who are given license to murder civilians. And we say in this program, and we wrote extensively about that, that most police officers are criminals that carry a badge and with a license to murder. And they haven't disappointed the people who have appointed them to do so.
right now in the state of Minnesota, there is a trial. Former officer Derek Chauvin murdered, executed an unarmed individual in the most inhuman and torturous way. He kneeled on his knee, on his neck, until he could not breathe anymore and died. That was the most public execution of a black individual in, a, in modern time. We know that during slavery, the white slave masters used to execute black slaves publicly in order to put fear in the heart of other black slaves so that they don't follow the same path of the one that they murdered. That was done by white slave masters. Today, white police officers murder blacks at an unprecedented rate without consequences. Every now and then, our society, in order to appease blacks, pretend to have a trial, a mock trial, I call it, a problem of justice, I call that, in order to appease blacks, and it seems to work because blacks seem to think that there's been so much progress in the, in the country because now blacks can become president, senators, mayors, governors, progress in America. At the same time, more and more blacks are being executed by cops with no consequences of their, to no consequences of their action. Even when caught on camera, those cops walk away punishment free. Daniel Pontaleo in New York choke Eric Garner to death. He's roaming the street of New York. He doesn't pay a price for it. In Ferguson, Missouri, Michael Brown was shot, left on the street for five hours unattended after the police officer claimed that he was trying to take his gun, that police officers pay no price for it. The list goes on and on. Just recently in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Jacob Blake was shot in the back by a police officer. He's now back on the job. The police officer who shot Tamir Rice in Ohio never paid a single price for it. The semblance of justice, when you see people like Derek Chauvin is being tried, you may think, hey, 
Maybe there is hope. There is no hope. That's the way that the white society in control, in power, has always set things in order to make it look like they're going to do something about police officers killing black. But they don't. Because those in power have already tasked those police officers who are foot soldiers to carry out their mission. And we'll show you in just a moment. Just a few days ago, Adam Toledo was a 13-year-old boy was shot to death by police officers, by a police officer. Despite the fact the video clearly show you that he had his hands up in the air. Dante Wright, just a few days ago, in the same state that Derek Chauvin is being tried for murder, was gunned down by Kim Porter, another police officer who shot him. He was unarmed. All those cases I'm presenting to you, all those people were unarmed. In Kentucky, Breonna Taylor was shot to death in her bedroom. The only thing that happened to the police officer, he, he lost his job, huh? Yeah, great punishment. My God, he lost his job. You know, he was fired for that, you know? So why does that keep happening? Here's the video again of Laquan McDonald being shot to death by Jason Van Dyke. We will play that video for you over and over and over and over so that you can see for yourself that it's not an accident. Is the police officer coming, as you can see from the left, and shot Laquan McDonald. At that time, Rem Emanuel was mayor of Chicago. Rem Emanuel saw the video we're watching today. He is someone who is mayor who saw a video of a police officer literally executed a civilian. Take a look at that video. See, Laquan McDonald walking away, Jason Van Dyke get out of the car, he pulled the gun and shot the guy 15, 16 times, point blank range. The mayor of the city of Chicago saw the video and decided to do absolutely nothing about it. You think that was bad? That the mayor, whose job is to protect the civilian of his city, saw a video of a police officer. This wasn't a small infraction. This wasn't a small mistake. A police officer who literally got out of his car and unloaded his weapon, 
into the body of the civilian walking away from him. This is Anita Alvarez, who was then the district attorney. She too saw that video we were watching. The mayor saw the video. The district attorney, whose job is to rid the city of crime, saw the video of a criminal. She did absolutely nothing. The mayor, Rem Emanuel, saw Jason uh, Zendike gunning down Point Blank Ranch, a civilian, walking away from him. He did nothing. The district attorney, whose job is to enforce the law, saw a police officer committing a crime, did absolutely nothing. So when I tell you that the police officers that are on the street committing crime, now, again, they're not children. When they commit a crime, they know they are committing a crime. But here's the problem. This is not something that the mayor wasn't aware of. This is not something the attorney, the district attorney wasn't aware of. They both were and watched the video. Cops continue to kill black, it's because the system condones it. They lie about it when they kill blacks. The video you're currently watching the report that the cop fire was uh, Laquan McDonald was longing at him with a knife. I kid you not. That's what's written in the report. That Laquan McDonald was longing at him with a knife and he had to shoot him to defend himself. And of course you find that their partners also lie for them You find that the mayor lie and cover up for them. You find the chief of police lie and cover up for them. You start seeing the problem. If you haven't yet, you're not paying attention. Most cops are criminal with a badge and license to murder. And they know that because when they kill, they get away with it. I just showed you, the mayor saw that video, the district attorney saw that video of a police officer executing a black man And they did absolutely nothing. So when you see across the United States of America, police officers 
committing crime like this. Of course, we are all outraged. That's why now there are protests in the state of Minnesota. There are protests now in some major cities in the country protesting not only the killing of Dante Wright, now the killing of Adam Toledo, and of course, George Floyd. But I always ask the question, and it is a fair question to ask, because for several decades now, blacks have been protesting police brutality, violation of their civil rights, and the murder of blacks by police officers. This is not something yesterday. This is not something a few years ago. For several decades now, that's been the predicament blacks have been into. And yet, we exactly in the same place. In fact, worse than before. So, he saw. You are on Sousa. This is Sousa, the place for common sense. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended the Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended the Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you just joined, my name is Mike Duchenne, and this is Slouza. We are talking about the fact that here in America, the greatest country in the world, we are the only one, the only country that accept police officers killing civilians and be okay with that. The United States of America is number one in the world of countries that have the most civilian killed by police officers. Yes, you heard correctly. Number one, surpass even places that you would think there are. there is a lot of violence. Africa, 
Yes, you would take places like that. That's where you would find there are more people killed by the government than any, any kind of fight or even war. No, America is the only country in the world where more civilians are killed by agents of the government. Oh, look it up. I'm not making that up. How about that for the greatest country in the world? How about that? The greatest country in the world. That map you saw, you see on, in front of you on the left side of the screen, is a map of all the people, civilian, killed by police officer in America in 2017. Yes, just one year. All the red dot are civilian killed by police officers in the United States of America. to serve and protect the United States of America is the only country in the world that has more civilian killed by the government, by agent of the government, police officers. The greatest country in the world deploy its agent to kill the civilian in the country, the greatest country in the world. Does that make sense to you? Look at the map. One year. So would you consider those people to serve and protect? Would you say they're not criminals? Now here's something that we prepared for you so that you can see what we're talking about. This is number of civilians killed by police by country. Take a good look at it. Canada, which is right next door to us. Look at the number of people killed by police from 2010 to 2019. 2010, 26. 2019, wow, we don't have the data for 2019. Look at UK, just above the United States. The United States is, is uh, I put a red rectangle around the United States. Look at UK right above it. In 2010, it was just one. In 2019, three. Look at United States of America. 2010, 1,276. 2019, 1,536. Look at all the other countries we'll put here for you. That's not an exhaustive list. We decided to bring those to give you a sense as to how 
it is permissible in America for law enforcement to kill civilians. So when I tell you that, it's not something I'm making up. Those are exactly the kind of things that make it possible for police officers to continue to kill blacks in America, to kill civilians in America. During slavery, it was the slave master who killed blacks with impunity. No cost. Nothing to worry about. Because nobody is going to ask you, why did you kill a black man? Today, the white police officer kill black with impunity. No problem. It's just a black individual. Those in power, mostly white, they managed to convince blacks there is progress being made. It was the slave masters, now it's the police officers. Progress. And blacks buy into it. Because we no longer have slavery. So slave master cannot kill blacks. Now the white police officers kill blacks. It seems to be progress. And blacks buy into that. Jason Van Dyke, that I just showed you, gunning down Laquan McDonald, not only he lied about why he executed a civilian, the, the, the mayor saw the video, the district attorney saw the video, and as you saw on that video, there were two other police cars there. There were three other police officers there that assisted and attended the whole thing. They lied about what happened. Because when the video emerged, it was impossible for them to deny that what happened. A judge denying holding them accountable, not even for lying about it. Now, I want you to understand when you see police officers killing civilians on the street, you are outraged, and you have every reason to be outraged. But the police officers, the reason they continue to do that is because they are protected by those in power. Rem Emanuel was mayor of the city. He protected them. The district attorney, whose job is to prosecute criminal, protect them. The judge, even after watching the video and see that those people lie about it, protect them. As you can see, the problem we have in this United States of America is not just a police officer problem because it's the whole system that makes it possible for them to continue to kill people and have no price to pay for it. So if you outrage at the police officers, you have every reason to be outraged because they're murdering your family. 
they're supposed to protect us, but they're the one murdering us. So yes, we have every reason to be outraged. But being outraged at a police officer and demanding justice, you think that's going to get anywhere? Jason Vendak, the guy that gunned down Laquan McDonald that you just saw the video, he executed the guy for no reason. He got 80 months in jail. With possibility for parole in four or five. So those people, those criminals who who, who carry a badge, they don't have any reason to worry about anything because they have amended from the justice system protected by mayor, by district attorney, by governors, by judges. That's the reason they continue to kill. Armand Arbery, you may recall that case because there were father and son who ran after him. He was jogging. I believe it was in the same, almost in the same time frame as, as when Derek Chauvin, uh, when, uh, Derek Chauvin killed uh, George Floyd. I believe it was a few, could have been a few months prior. Ahmaud Arbery, was jogging on the street, father and son, black, you don't have the right to jog on the street. They went after him, they gunned him down. The district attorney for the county said, it's not a case to prosecute. They were trying to do a citizen arrest, then that's okay. Initially, that's what was reported. Until the news started coming out, there were protests, and only at that point that they arrested those murderers and charged them with the murder. The point I'm trying to make here is the police officers that you want to try for murder, which is fine because if you commit a murder, you should be tried for murder. But the protest that demand justice is just that. The government used to have a war on drugs where they went after the little guy on the street. They arrest the little guy, put the little guy in jail, but they call it war on drugs. The individual wealthy individual who involved in the distribution of the drug never got touched by the government and as such putting the little guy in jail never curbed the spread of drug of drug in america and the government continue to put the little guy in jail when a police officer's police officer kill a black individual, we protest, we outrage, by 
the problem. We demand justice every now and then. Those people in power, in control, in order to appease the protesters, in order to appease blacks, they do a semblance of justice. That's what we're currently seeing happening with Derek Chauvin. That is being tried. Michael Schlager, who executed Walter Scott in South Carolina, which the video, an excerpt of it I showed you earlier, was tried despite the fact that the jury saw the video of a police officer literally executing a black man. It was a hung jury. Initially, The system that America has that encourages police officers, that condone police officers to continue to kill civilians. 85% of civilians killed by police officers were unarmed. 85%. And yet, it's a trend that continues. A legislation proposed by the Democrat just recently. Republicans oppose it. Everything that benefits the people, that helps elevate the people, Republicans are always against it. I mentioned that to you before, and you may think it's a joke, but America cannot move forward because Republicans refuse to let America move forward. is something that seems to be rather simple. Police officers are committing crime. They're not going after police officers that are doing well, that are doing okay, that are doing their job. They're going after police officers that are committing crime. Republicans say, no, we want those criminals with badges there because we want to be able to deploy them against blacks. We know that Republican don't want anything to do with blacks. We talked about that before. We see, we're seeing the, the, that exact problem uh, under uh, being currently happening with the voting process. If you're looking for most of the ill of America, look no further to the Republican leaders across the country. Because everything that can help elevate people, everything that can help change things, remove bad things, Republicans are always against it. There is currently a piece of legislation proposed by Democrats in order to curb this problem on the street. The problem of police officers killing civilians. Republican oppose that. So the problem we having 
is because those cops don't know that Republicans are protecting them. The mayors, the governors, the district attorney, the judges, they are protected to do, to commit crime. So, as you can see, going after a police officer is just that. You go after a police officer. But the corrupt system in America is what needs to be changed. Republicans overwhelmingly across the United States of America are always putting policies, legislation that are harmful, detrimental to blacks. And if there is something proposed just like now in order to curb police from killing black, Republicans oppose it overwhelmingly. So if you are a black individual, you supporting Republican, you become part of the problem too. Because what you're saying is, you have no problem with Republican depriving blacks of their rights. You have no problem Republican supporting the killing of blacks. It's not that difficult. There is, there is nothing to be weighing the pros and the cons. A criminal has no other place but in jail. A criminal has no place in our society to be a cop. A criminal has no place to be carrying a gun and pretend that he's doing something for the United States of America. A criminal ought to be taken off the police force and put in jail. That's where criminals belong. 85%, 85% of the people who are gunned down by police officers were unarmed. 85%. In 2017, across the border in Canada, just 26 people, civilian, were killed by law enforcement for the whole year. We're not talking about per month. For the whole year, just 26 people. In UK, in 2019, three. For the whole year, just three. In America, 1,536. The country that came closer to killing civilian right after America is Argentina that had 126 people killed by police officer. When I say come second and you see how far the second is, the United States had 1,535 people. Argentina had 135 people. The greatest country in the world. You keep repeating that nonsense when you're living in a country that condone police officers killing civilians, but you're the greatest country in the world. Don't you find that a joke? 
the greatest country in the world is okay with police officers killing civilians. We watch a few months ago a police officers executing publicly George Floyd. Today there is a trial. Everybody else, oh, there is justice. Derek Chauvin is being tried. Don't hold your breath. We've seen that movie before. Michael Schlager almost got away with murdering Walter Scott in South Carolina because there was a hung jury. They couldn't decide. They saw the video of the police officer literally executing a black man, running away from him. Oh, we couldn't decide that a murder or it's a black man. It doesn't matter. I cannot decide whether it's a murder. So don't hold your breath. Because you may think that it's a clear cut. Everybody saw the video of the right Chauvin literally murdering George Floyd. And you may think, hey, that's a slam dunk, slam dunk case. Don't hold your breath. Because America, America has a habit of condoning police officers killing blacks. And we're not talking about something that happened zillions of years ago. It's something that been happening in America. In 1955 was the first time we watched eyewitnesses. Emmett Till was tortured. The, the, his eyes were removed from, from its sockets by two white men identified in court as the people who committed the crime. Now guilty. It was a black man. Now, most people that are looking at the story always like to say, ah, oh, it was the time, you know, at the time that the kind of thing that used to happen. That's the excuse that they give. Now, what is the excuse today? Why was Michael Schlager whose video clearly show that he executed a black man, they couldn't decide that he's guilty. Why is that? Why is the officer who shot Jacob Blake, point blank behind his back, why is he still back on the job? Why is Daniel Pantaleo, who choked Eric Garner to death, he's on the street, not paying a price? So, what is it today? Because usually, when people are talking about the murder of Emmett Till not being, uh, uh, justice not being done, they always talk about the time. You know, that was the era. Blacks, you know, didn't have any, any right. It was the, the white society. That's the excuse that they give. So what is the excuse today? To let all those police officers murdering blacks getting away with it. What's the excuse? So if you are a black individual, or if you are a white individual who is, who sympathize with blacks, the solution to this problem doesn't lie in demanding justice for one case. Because protesting and demanding justice for a case will always happen, most of the time, because Politicians, 
those who want to keep things the way they are will always figure out a way to make a to to provide a way to to appease the protesters they have to do something as you saw in the case of Dante Wright within a matter of just a, a couple of days Kim Porter the officer who killed Dante Wright was immediately charged of the murder because they had to find a way to appease the public. But don't expect anything beyond the appeasement. So if you want to change something, if you want this predicament to be taken care of once and for all, the people that currently are putting out legislation, policies, those are the people you should look to get rid of. Most of them are Republican. And I am not telling you that just because I'm a damn liberal. I'm telling you that because that's what the facts dictate. Everything that could change the predicament of the situation on the street today are opposed by Republicans across the nation. So you want to make America better? Start getting rid of those people because they are responsible for what has made this predicament a perpetual affair in the country. Republicans are responsible for that problem. Not only they're not doing anything, but whenever something is proposed, they work to prevent it from happening. Just like the case today, Democrat proposed legislation that would curb this type of behavior by police officers on the street. Republicans say, no, let them kill blacks. So yes, Republicans across the country are the reason that we have this predicament in America. You want to solve the problem? Demanding justice piecemeal every time a police officer kill a black person will not work because it's been happening for several decades and I guarantee you it will continue to happen several decades into the future if this is the approach being taken because it's a piecemeal approach that is not going to work. The people who are responsible for the problem currently are sitting as congressmen, as senators, as governors, as mayors. They are responsible. District attorney, judges, they are the people responsible for the predicament the country is in. You want to solve the problem in America? The problem of police killing civilians? Holding direct Chauvin accountable by bringing the case is not, not good because obviously he committed a murder. But thinking that the punishment of direct Chauvin will curb the behavior of other cops you got to be kidding. While this case is ongoing, Adam Toledo was gunned down, a 13-year-old boy, by police officer. Dante Wright, in the same state, 
the trial is happening. Gunned down by a police officer. So if you think getting this thing piecemeal will make any dent, you gravely mistaken. Because police officers currently have the incentive of killing. Because their behavior is accepted, condoned, even sometimes praised. Policies, legislations are needed to make sure that they are treated like any other criminal. Because failure to do so, you can, you are doing it today. You're on the street protesting. Your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren will be in exactly the same predicament if you continue to do this thing piecemeal. As a matter of fact, we have proof of that. We saw images, video of Martin Luther King walking with millions of people protesting police brutality. That just more than 50 years ago. Captain Pratt, today we are still doing that. Martin Luther King children are doing that. His grandchildren are involved in doing that. So which means it will never end as long as this is the approach taken by people. The individual responsible for the problem are the legislators, Republican overwhelmingly, who wants to keep things the way things have always been. Those are the people responsible for that problem. Everything that has changed in America about racism is to make sure that nothing is changed. It was the slave master. Well, something changed. There is no more slavery. At some point, they had legislation passed to provide blacks of rights. Remember, blacks had no rights. There were legislation passed to say, hey, we can no longer do that. They're humans, you know. They're not animals. So they have to have rights. So legislation were passed. Something changed. And later on, they have to pass the voting act. Because obviously, if they're human, they're no longer slave. They got to have a voice. Let's give them a voice. They have the right to vote. Something changed. And many, many, many more of those legislation and policies proposed, put in the book, change, talk about, discuss, people give speeches, etc., etc. And then in 2009, we had a black president. Something changed. Something changed in America. And yet, everything has that change is to make sure that nothing is change. Blacks are still being killed at a very fast rate in America. Nothing changed. Police officers are still not paying any price for killing blacks. 
Nothing changed. We know the, the source of the problem. The police officers, they foot soldiers. No, I'm not saying that to condone their action, as I mentioned. They're not kids. They know that they're committing crime. But that's not the reason I'm saying that. But they're doing those things because they know they can get away with them. With them. They foot soldiers. The mayor, the governor, the district attorney, the senator, the congressman, all of them are saying to those criminals carrying a badge, it's okay to kill blacks because we have your back. You most likely have heard, especially white people say, I'm not racist. And in fact, some of them may say, I have black friends, you know. <laughs> that always tickle me. It always tickle me when I hear this type of conversation. I have black friends. Even Donald Trump, you may recall, saying, I have a lot of black friends. What does that mean? A lot of whites in position of power hire blacks in order to pretend that they have no problem with blacks. Last time I took example for you in the state of Arizona. If you are a black individual and you have friends who are white, you may think, especially if they are politicians, you may think, they like you. You know, you're a fun guy. You go to lunch together. You go to function together. Your kids go to the same school. You go to the, to the game together. In fact, your families are always together. Having function ceremonies together. Invite you, you invite them. It's like a big happy family. That same white legislator that you seem to think is not racist, voted against your rights to vote. Because that white friend that seemed to have no problem with black want to know the quality of the vote before it is accepted as a vote. That individual would tell people, I'm a black friend. I'm the good friend of uh, so-and-so. Remember Mark Meadow? Mark Meadow uh, was John Lewis. Good friend. <sighs> Republicans leaders across the nation are responsible for the predicament the country is in when it comes to cops killing civilians on the street. It's as simple as that. Because they oppose any legislation 
that would solve that problem. They argue against it. They're not proposing anything better. They just want things to say exactly the way things are. Meaning, literally, cops can continue to kill blacks and pay no price for it. I hope you can join me next week. I will show you a couple of legislation that Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader, is no longer, but it's been for so long that it's almost weird not to say it. How he put on the floor legislation that promote cops killing blacks, legislation, well, that makes it easier for cops to kill blacks, that makes it easier for them to get out of the predicament of killing blacks. That makes it easier for their attorney to be able to defend them. But if you talk to Mitch McConnell, he will tell you, I have no problem with blacks. I have blacks who are part of my staff. The Bible says you will recognize the tree by the fruit it bears. So join me next week. We will continue this conversation and present to you a few examples of people in power who work steadily, aggressively, in order to make certain that the predicament that blacks are in today, that predicament stays. I hope you do enjoy this program, and you can join me again next time. Invite a friend, family member, and if you have comments, suggestions, do not hesitate to do them, because we would like to hear from you. We would like to hear what you have to say because we'd like to make this better. So please, do send your comment, do send your suggestion. Follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, and again, join me next week for another important aspect of the continuation of this conversation. My name is Mike Duchenne. This is Souza. Have a fantastic weekend. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Souza program, the place for common sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestions, or simply let us know how to work. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and ruck is so comfortable now Been a hell of a ride
But I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge Still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride But I'm thinking it's time to go Here we go Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's peoplebranch.org website, in which you will find a number of very interesting articles my name is mike duchenne md for short i hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening whichever it happens to be hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast that, that was Suza live from new york good day